Welcome back to the Charlie Intel podcast. My name is Mike Kent. I am here, of course, with my usual co-host, Keshav Bat. This week, we're going to be discussing Cold War fixes for Weapon XP issues. We've got Warzone and TikTok. There's been some issues with hackers. We're going to talk a little bit about the future of Warzone. Both these games have great bases, and then how they build on that is, is all on them, you know what I mean? And we've also been talking to two separate content creators. So we've been speaking to Frozone. I mean, I have 70 days played in Warzone. I, I just passed <laughs> 70 days played. So wow. that's, that's, that's so much time. That's so much time. <laughs> and we'll also be speaking to FaZe Blaze, who's just broke the record for zombies. It was, it was definitely time for that to end. And it, it, you know, it ended. And when, I, <laughs> when it ended, I was, you know, part of me was like super upset that all these days of work kind of went away. Big week for Call of Duty. But how's your Call of Duty week been? Oh, it's been a lot of fun. I mean, double XP and double weapon XP along with Nuketown 24-7 is always a blast to play. Um, Nuketown 24-7 is, I think, everyone's favorite Treyarch mode. So it was a lot of fun weekend for a holiday in the U.S. to play that. Yeah, and I actually won my first ever game with a random on Warzone. So that was pretty cool. Uh, never done that before. I think I got the most kills, so it wasn't like I was carried. Um, mm-hmm. Albeit it only was around eight kills. So, But he apparently used to play Deserto um, rules back in the day, back in like Black Ops 2 days. So uh, it, it was good to chat to him. And uh, yeah, Warzone, another Warzone win. Cross them off, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> yeah, playing with randoms is always interesting. Sometimes it goes well, sometimes it goes terribly wrong. Most so of the time, really badly. Yeah. For some reason, like in Warzone, why are people just dying? When they die, why not just wait and see if I can buy it back? Why just quit? Some people quit before they even go to the Gulag. It's Mm -hmm. just, it's really bizarre. So one of the big changes to come out of the first big patch was XP changes. Keshav, can you talk us through what actually happened? Yeah, so um, last week when they activated double XP, we had double XP and double weapon weapon XP for over a week, um, which was massive for them, right? You know, launch would happen November 13th. A week later, we're having a week-long XP event. Um, and the big thing was weapon XP, right? I think the biggest complaint we've seen is how slow it is to level up these weapons. And these weapons have like 31 levels or more, depending on which gun you're using. And so people complained that the weapon grind felt very slow. Um, and in the middle of last week, they released a small hotfix that slowed down the weapon XP rate in zombies mode. A lot of multiplayer players uh, were just farming XP for weapons in zombies because a lot easier. But then they nerfed that last week, which is a little bit problematic, you know. It was a nice mode where you didn't have to worry about you know crazy players or weapons that are absolute trash in that 6v6 environment um and they nerfed it and then yesterday um earlier this week they actually fixed it but what they did was they took it a step further than what many people expected we instead of just you know fixing the xp earn rate for weapons and zombies they actually increased the weapon xp earn rate in multiplayer as well which now it feels like what you'd expect from a Treyarch game in terms of weapon xp right in the past you could level them up at a good pace and you get to all the guns in a good sort of period of time. And that's what it feels like now. So, you know, two weeks after launch, they're already making these good adjustments. I think that's a great step forward so far. Yeah, I mean, look, one of the one of my biggest issues with Cold War is that it took forever to, to rank up anything. You'd have like a crazy game and get like 20 kills in multiplayer and, and yet you would barely get any attachments. Mm-hmm. And that kind of really put me off. It kind of pushed me back to Warzone, to be honest, because I was like, not as interested, but now this has happened, I'm actually more inclined to go back and give it another go because it means that I can sort of level up the weapons a lot faster. Because at the moment, I, I get on, on Cold War and I'll go up against people who have about 95 attachments on their gun and I'm there yeah. with a stock MP5. It's just, it's not very fun. Now, Exclusive Ace, um, who's a very popular content creator, he discussed the XP changes in a recent video of his. Here's a clip. 
Honestly, looking at all of these XP values, I feel like they have really found that sweet spot now. The general feel of leveling up weapons feels much better now than pre-patch. Pre-patch, it felt painfully slow. And then with double XP, if that were to stay consistent for way too long, that would be way too fast of leveling, and we'd run out of weapons to level up if that continued for another couple weeks. So as it is now, I think they really have found the sweet spot, and I do like that Zombies is now a great place to go, especially for guns that you're not all that comfortable with in multiplayer. And I'm actually kind of looking forward to just sort of sitting back, relaxing, putting some music on, and grinding out some weapon levels in Zombies, rather than going into multiplayer and having to go full-on try-hard sweaty mode just to be able to keep my head above the water with a terrible gun in regular multiplayer. So absolutely agree with Exclusive Ace on what he said there. Um, especially being able to go into zombies and not have to try too hard. That is something that I think a lot of people like to do. It's a bit more relaxing and you're not having to worry about, you know, hearing footsteps and that kind of thing. Yeah, it's a very nice experience in zombies to level up guns that you don't like in multiplayer. So good balance we have now for weapon XP. This week, we also saw a number of leaks coming out. And one of them is a new game mode known as Dropkick. Can you explain, Keshav, what this is? Yeah, so on the multiplayer loading screens, when you load into a match, there's always those fancy like one-liner tips that they give for how to get better at multiplayer. And uh, that appears to have leaked a new game mode called Dropkick. Um, and we only have two lines from what it actually does. So we don't have any gameplay or anything like that. But um, it says, you know, if you die while your team is holding the objective, you won't respawn until the carrier is eliminated. Um, and lastly, it also says you have to gain access to launch codes ho while holding objectives to deploy a powerful nuke and declare a victory. So it's a, I guess a very, you know, unique mode we haven't seen before. You know, getting a nuke and activating that nuke to win the game. Um, and then you can't respawn unless the nuke, the guy holding the launch codes is dead. So, you know, we haven't heard about this mode before. Treyarch did say there are new multiplayer modes coming with season one. So this could be one of the new modes that we're going to experience. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people have said that this game, because of the, because of the reduced development time that they've had, and because it was released during a pandemic where, you know, the developers are having to work from home. A lot of people saying that this game is a little unfinished and stuff like this dropkick getting released, you know, after the launch date kind of follows up on that theory, I think, which, you know, obviously Treyarch had only had a limited amount of time. I'm not necessarily um, putting those guys down, but I think a lot of people are right that it does feel like a bit of an unfinished game and stuff like this, you'd have expected it to be in the launch, especially uh, along with the sort of new maps, basically. Yeah, I think, you know, that that just goes to the point that they released the roadmap for season one before launch, right? They knew that there was going to be complaints about content on day one. So right before launch even happened, they told us when season one's coming and sort of what to expect then just to keep people at ease that, hey, look, there's a bunch of free content coming just weeks after launch. So hacking really has almost become a bit of a meme with Warzone, Keshav. I mean, I personally got a friend, Nick, who um, I know actually watches this show sometimes. And whenever he dies, he claims it's to hackers. Uh, but the thing is, you don't actually know because there is so many hackers that it's perfectly possible that he was killed by a hacker, even if he claims that, you know, that almost every single person who kills him is a hacker. Um, I mean, I don't know, have you had it? We both play on PS4, so we've probably run into less hackers than you normally would playing on PC. Um, but I don't know if you've had much experience playing against them. Yeah, when I, you know, when Warzone first came out, crossplay was everything, right? And everybody was all, you know, enabled by default, excited to play it, try it out. So I kept crossplay enabled for a while at launch. And you started to notice, like, like some people, you know, they hit their shots and you're like, that's, there's no way, like, even the best of the best players can hit some shots like that. Um, and so that's when I quickly started disabling crossplay because on PS4, you can very easily disable crossplay just play with PlayStation players, which is great. 
Um, but whenever I would play with a PC friend, you'd always, you know, be a little bit on the edge about what's sort of happening and did you actually die fairly? I think yeah. with how many hackers and stuff there is, there's always that thought in your back of your mind, did you die to a hacker or were you like actually killed in many instances in game? So the big outrage here is that TikTok have started showing people videos of people hacking. So it's a bit like cartel TikTok. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've experienced that where basically you like one video of a guy getting chased on a boat. And then before you know it, your entire feed's kind of filled with um, Mexican drug traffickers and various Colombians, um, you know, in dodgy boats and in dodgy shacks and stuff. And it's a bit like that with the hackers. People are now seeing a starting to see a lot of these videos and people are naturally outraged that TikTok's given these people a platform and they're not doing anything about it. I don't know whether they should do anything about it. I don't know. You know, it's obviously in TikTok eye, in TikTok's eyes, it's just a game. People are playing it and they're getting, you know, then yes, they're cheating, but you know, it, does that warrant their video to be taken down? I don't know, but there is a lot of people outraged by this. Yeah. I mean, the one thing about that is like with YouTube and stuff, those hacks go down a lot of time. It's Activision telling them to take things down too, right? To stop promoting it and Activision stopping it. Right. You know, I've been addicted to TikTok over the last several months, like many people as well. And you know, when you like, or start commenting a couple of things, your feed turns into that. I personally haven't seen Warzone hacks. I've seen a lot of Warzone clips, um, but I think you know Activision hasn't taken TikTok seriously, right? There's no Call of Duty profile on there yet that they use. Um, there is nothing that from their content perspective on there yet, where I think you know it's a big opportunity for them, and it's also a big opportunity for them to sort of find a work, working relationship with TikTok and take those videos down as fast as they can, because you know some of those videos on these hackers that I see like they have like a million likes. People think it's legit sometimes. They don't realize it's hacking at first. Uh, so there's definitely room for Activision to step in here and, you know, take some of these videos down and, you know, just moderate that more than what they're doing right now. I think that, uh, well, a lot of the outrage is that it's like, it's promoting certain cheats as well. So for example, you know, the Charlie Intel Instagram page, you'll see like hacking clips on there saying, look, this guy's a hacker, but it's always very clear. But the problem is that a lot of these on TikTok are kind of linking away to websites where you can buy these cheats. So it's kind of promoting it as well. So you would expect mm -hmm. Activision to shut it down. I think based on the outrage, we could see something happening. Um, but for the moment, not much. Now, one major concern and form, uh, current commentator, Merck, and former Call of Duty Pro player, he's actually talked about it. And that's the Challenger series for the CDL. Now that's going to involve PC players as well as console for the first time. And one of the main problems people have with PC, they're not too worried about the CDL because everyone's pretty much a known quantity in the pros. But these amateurs where people often shoot up in popularity, there's going to be a lot of questions about whether there's hackers or not. So Merck said this, he said, sucks we've had to deal with this for so long. Really worried about the challenger scene. Fingers crossed something is in the works. I mean, have you heard anything, Keshav, about a potential anti-cheat coming in? No, um, I, that's, that's the biggest concern I have, right? I haven't heard anything. No one's talking about anti-cheat. No one's talking about what their plan is for the challenger scene. Um, it's even more worrying the fact that I believe a challenger elite series starts in a couple of weeks in December here and nothing's been announced. Um, so, you know, anybody who plays on PC, I'd say good luck. You know, don't, you know, you might get called out for cheating even if you're not right. People might not believe you and stuff like that. So, there's a lot of work and hopefully Activision has a plan in place. If there's no anti-cheat, hopefully the league operations has a good plan in place to, you know, check people's machines before they start playing. Because you know, if I'm a challengers player, I would ob obviously go on a PC versus consoles because you can have that 240 FPS and the better overall game performance uh, to play. So there's gonna be a lot of PC players this year. And 
if there's no formal empty cheat, they got to have a better some system in place to keep this in check or it'll get out of hand very fast. Yeah, so we're just going to cut to a clip now of Tim the Tatman and Karma discussing hackers in Call of Duty in general. Now, I know this is going to come as a shock to some of you, but there are cheaters and hackers that play in Warzone. Now, not only are there cheaters and hackers, but there's no anti-cheat. And when the account gets banned, what do they do? Well, they just make a new account. Of course, Kevin. They just make a new account, Kevin. Can you look at me? Thank you. They just make a new account. So it doesn't even matter if they get banned. He plays like no given. Like it actually is making me so bad, so mad. I, dude. I, I got cheated on six times in pubs the other day and I watched them all and he plays just like them. He plays like the boomer f that got that, that I played against. So two separate clips there. Obviously, Karma explained that he's getting incredibly mad that boomer f quote unquote um, are, you know, basically walking around the map like old men and then suddenly pulling off these insane shots. So... Yeah, it's, uh, you can understand Karma's frustration, especially being one of the greatest Call of Duty players of all time. I imagine it's pretty annoying when someone then goes up against you and blatantly cheats. Yeah, I mean, I think also what Tim said, right? Tim said that players are just making new accounts once they're banned, which is what Activision tried to stop earlier this year by making um, SMS authentication required to make a new account. And then all of a sudden, you know, people found a way to fake a phone number to get a new account. And so that's been bypassed already. And so... A lot of, uh, you know, things they've added into the game to stop it from SMS authentication to these different things, two-factor authentication. But people are just finding ways around it so quickly because the cheating business is uh, actually makes a lot of money, I guess, for them. And so they're finding ways to exploit these. So a lot of loopholes that need to be solved fast. We talked to Frozone earlier this week in order to work out exactly how you could become a high kill pro. Welcome to the show, Drew, aka Frozone. Um, Frozone, thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, now, we were just looking at your stats before. You're 13th in the world for the most Warzone prize money. Um, it's, I think it's just under $45,000. So, look, for people who don't really know too much about you, do you want to give like a quick introduction? Uh, yes, my name is Drew. I'm from Minnesota. Um, and I live stream Warzone every single day. That's, that's pretty much it. I've been streaming for about five years. And um, things have really been just taking off ever since uh, Warzone started. Warzone has obviously been a huge success for a lot of people, yourself included. As you said, you've been streaming for five years and what since March or whenever you start playing Warzone, I'm guessing that you've kind of seen a, a massive increase in the amount of views you've had. So what do you think is so appealing about Warzone and, and what makes you so good at it? Um, I think like one of the best things is that everybody's getting involved. So you see like, you know, Tim the Tatman, Nick Merckx, you see all these huge streamers, you know, Huskers and Symphony and everybody's been playing Warzone, and so and not to mention it's call of duty you know and, yeah. and with the announcement of the cdl you know this last year i think that definitely definitely helped and that it's free as well so free cross play it just brings in thousands and thousands of people and you're playing with a lot of money and i don't know i think people just people just really like it man oh, i'm glad i'm glad it's doing well for you yeah. um, 
so we've got obviously a lot of um, people who listen to the show and watch the show on clips and everything. And they want to know from someone who is so good at getting wins. I mean, you've got over a thousand, I believe. Yep. Um, you know, how do, how do you get the wins? You know, if you're a player like myself, pretty average and, and that's been generous. I'm pretty bad. <laughs> you know, I must have about 15 wins or something of all time. How, how can I improve? How can the listeners improve? Um, I think like one of the biggest things that I've like learned over time, and this is not just in video games, is like every time you die or every time you lose, I always try to figure out what you could have done differently. Like in that situation, you know, just, just kind of analyze, you know, after you die, like, okay, what could I have done better or what can I have done different in that situation to maybe have a different outcome. And then just start, you know, checking things off, like on, you know, a list of like, like mistakes. You just, you just keep trying to correct those mistakes and, the more mistakes you correct and the more mistakes you learn from the hopefully you just get better at them. What do you think is the biggest mistake people make playing Warzone that you've seen? Um, that's a really good question. I think positioning and like movement might be like one of the like best things, maybe even in, in decision-making as well. But I mean, you can have a really good, you can have really good aim and stuff like that. But if you don't put yourself in a good position, you know, if you're playing against people, you know, trios or quads or whatever it may be, or against any good player, you know, you're going to get screwed no matter what. So I think putting yourself in a better, in a better spot and kind of just, you know, playing each fight one at a time, it uh, works out, I think, better than just having just amazing aim. So, you know, maybe that sounds simple to you. But for <laughs> right, example, yeah. <laughs> do you think that that's something that people just have or do you think people learn it? Like, have you seen people go from, you know, my skill level, trash, to you know to good players or is it just something that you have as a call of duty player um i think i mean it's something i think you 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 get over time so like i used to play in the search and destroy tournaments and stuff like that so i think that helps with decision making and stuff like that um and also you know watching streamers like i, I like to watch huskers or or some other like super super smart people and i think you just learn certain things from certain people that you may not ever learn, you know, or knew before. So it's just about, I think, putting the time in. I mean, I have 70 days played in Warzone. I, I just passed 70 days played. So wow. that's, that's, that's so much time. That's so much time. But like, I mean, I view it as like my job, you know, my career. Yeah. So like, you know, it's just yeah, about- if you think about it, that's not, you know, think how much people spend time in, in offices. Like, exactly. And you just done it playing Call of Duty. It's not too bad, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I think just, um taking note of like other streamers and other, other people that are really good at the game, you know, figuring out what works for them, you know, what doesn't work for them, but then also kind of just put it all together and, you know, we'll, we'll just work on it and just practice really. So Warzone, we, I like to ask this to everyone, but Warzone's obviously grown over time, you know, Cold War's come out, there's going to be the whole integration. We're not exactly sure how it's all going to look. What do you want to see from Warzone now? Um, especially going into Black Ops, Cold War's era. What do you want to see changed in Warzone? Obviously, we know the engine's going to stay the same, but what do you want to see changed? Um, that's a really good question. I'm not, I don't really have my my hopes, you know, my hopes high for a whole lot. Of, I just want to see extra content and new stuff. You know, every, you know, not every single season, Um, everything happened, you know, things happened you know, during the whole Warzone thing. I think what the dam opened up, they added the train stations, but I think every season, if they added, you know, a new a new place to land or yeah. a new new spot on the map or something like that, I think more content, I think would be would be awesome. 
Where's your like preferred spot to land? Um, I land at the the hangers area, right at the ground world building outside of Superstore. I hate Superstore. I absolutely hate it. Yeah, because it seems to be like, you know, obviously people like Nick Merckx have pioneered it, I guess. But, you know, it's like if you don't drop Superstore, you're like that's what yeah. people say like <laughs> exactly, exactly. And, and does that put you off landing there because you just know there's going to be at least nah. 40 people there nah i just yeah i mean i just think it doesn't really i mean yeah it, it takes a lot of skills still to land there but i mean you can you could pop off you can get 10 kills in superstore but then you'll just die to some random guy just camping in a corner you know i just feel like there's a lot of little rats everywhere in superstore you know i just <laughs> There's not there's not much room to to fight in Superstore versus like hangers. You know you're more out in the open. You yeah. can kind of control the situation. I think a little bit more. What's your kind of loadout at the moment? Um, right now I've been using the Kilo or the Amax with an MP5, and then if I die to the RO9 fire shotgun, I pull out the 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 shotgun out. <laughs> Where do you stand on the shotguns? Oh, man, shotguns are so broken, man. Shotguns are. I don't pull it out until I die to it like three or four times, and then I'm like, dude, I can't do this anymore. I, I'm weak-minded. I'll just pull it out and just do whatever I can. Well, look, thanks for taking the time out. Um, where can people find you? What socials, et cetera? Um, I just, you know, on Twitter, my Twitter is just Frozone. And then on Twitch, I stream every single day, all day, every day. Um, that's just Frozone as well. Awesome. Thanks for taking the time out. Thank you very much. Thanks, Frozone, for those tips. Um, now we're going to cut to a clip from Nick Merckx's stream where he's been discussing the future of Warzone. Now, after going back and playing Fortnite a little bit, a game that he played obviously a lot of, he actually thinks the third-person shooter has the edge. Um, so let's take a look at this clip where he's concerned about the future of Warzone. Now, of course, by the time this comes out, there's every chance that we do have more information. But I think in general, Nick has frustrations just at the general speed that we've seen general Warzone updates. Listen, the current state over on the Call of Duty side of things is not looking good. There was supposed to be a big update coming in December. We haven't heard anything about that. Really not good. There's big, big rumors that all that stuff's getting pushed way out. I'm telling you, man, we, we, this game could be... This game could be so much better. You wonder why? Because the core of the game is really, really good. It's got a great base. Fortnite's the same way. There's not very. There's not too many games that have a really, really good base. These Both these games have great bases. And then how they build on that is, is all on them. You know what I mean? But... My thinking is, you, you're this Call of Duty, right? Like, Call of Duty, it's, it's, a, it's a household name. Everybody knows this shit. How many great maps and guns have been created? Why don't we, why don't we just let them die? Bring them back. They, they've already been doing this with the AN, some, you know, some other guns and shit. Why don't they keep on doing it? It could be incredible. Like, there's got to be part, let, let, let me bring up the map. Let me get, like, an overview of the map. Why can't we take out dam or hills or lumber? Why can't we move into this area, the red area? How come we can't, like, create another little gap right here and put some maps? I, I just don't understand that. I don't get it, really. So, Nick Merckx, spitting straight facts there. Concerned about the lack of content in the game, which I think is a reasonable thing to be worried about. And also the fact that the map just really hasn't changed that much. I mean, the biggest thing we had recently was adding a subway that basically nobody ever uses. So... And obviously we added the, added the train, but yeah, the, the map itself, we really need, I think we really need to see some changes. Um, and agreed, it's like, there's so many different areas, like the area just by, I don't actually know what everyone calls it, but I call it Kwai, Bridge Over the River Kwai, um, mm -hmm. just up from stadium. It's like this big grassy area, there's nothing there. Like, why not put in all these maps, all this IP they've got from all these previous years? Why not add that? It just doesn't make any sense. 
Yeah, I mean, a couple, you know, what I, that clip when Nick talks about, you know, why don't they expand to the red out-of-bounds area there too, he says, one of the more interesting things that I remember from my visit to Infinity Ward back in February, we had an event back there, I think the last event before COVID sort of hit um, in person to play Warzone before it went live, you know, we played the same exact map, right? At the end of the day, the map hasn't changed that much as Nick mentions. And that's one of the things that we asked, right? You know, Fortnite is successful because every season they drop something massive. Like their new season came out this week and they've changed the whole map again almost. And, you know, when you talk to the developers at Infinity Award, one of the things they said was, you know, they kind of like the boundaries they have set and they just want to go underground. Um, you know, they've kind of liked the overall settings they built. And I think that's very different than what we saw with Blackout, right? Blackout, they were willing to expand a little bit, add previous maps back and forth. So, you know, I think just the overall philosophy that they have in this game was very different than Fortnite, which is why we're seeing this sort of stale map, you know, for months now. We're almost at the end of the year, seven months into the game, and it's the same thing beyond a subway underneath. Um, so I think that's one of the big concerns is how do you expand this map or are they going to expand this map? Uh, you know, wait and see where that goes. And also, you know, how we talk about, you know, new content and stuff. I think one of the things that I like to point out here when we talk about the frequency of updates is, you know, Fortnite Epic Games has what, like 600 developers working on one mode almost. Well, you know, you have Treyarch, Raven, Infinity Ward trying to work on campaign, multiplayer, zombies, plus Warzone. So there is, you know, more of that resource issues that they have. But I think, you know, with with how big Warzone's gotten, they have put a lot more developers, in, you know, they, I think majority of Raven is now dedicated to Warzone development. So I think we're going to see more frequent updates as we get future and once Activision sort of reshapes and retools their development teams to be better focused on Warzone, as well as their premium experiences year over year. But definitely agree with Nick Marks. The map's feeling stale, the game's feeling stale, we need something new fast. I think one of the problems with Activision is always that it's just so big that like any, you know, if they suddenly want to shift a load of resource onto Warzone because of how popular it's been, it's almost like such a big shift to turn in order to move in that direction. It just takes such a long time. Like mm -hmm. that's why we've not seen this, these changes. Like, you know, I mean, how many guns have been added? It's barely anything, you know, like, like got to give us stuff like crazy snipers from the old games bring back all these weapons. Like there's no reason not to, when you already have the IP for it. Warzone's huge. It's the biggest Call of Duty's ever been. Like give it, give it the, give it the nourishment. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, the, the, I think the biggest challenge here is right. It's like the engine mismatch that you see in Call of Duty, right? You know, if you want a modern warfare two gun back, okay, how do you bring that back and make it balanced and work in this new world? Whereas Fortnite's been on that same sort of engine graphics thing since it started. And also it's the fact that, like you said, right, the resources and how you turn this machine, like, just to make Warzone, Modern Warfare, and Black Ops integrate for this new update next week, they've got every single Activision-owned studio working on it. I mean, it's taking down, you know, thousands of developers just to make this happen. So I think they're aware of the resources they need, but they just got to make it move faster and move a lot more smoother for everyone to experience. A slight tangent, but still on Warzone. Um, we've actually seen private matches released, but there's not really been much hype around it, especially not with the competitive community. So when private matches were released in Fortnite, everyone lost their mind. They were like, this is amazing. You know, we can finally play against each other. In Warzone, it's been the total opposite. I've not seen any streamers playing private lobbies apart from just for fun, like with their subs or whatever. But you need so many people that it's only kind of limited to a certain amount of um, players. I just don't understand. And, you know, actually one person that kind of talked about this was Tommy, who is a 100 Thieves content creator, Warzone Pro, former professional Call of Duty player. Um, someone asked him, why, 
with private lobbies, you know, would they not prefer tournaments to switch over? He said, Warzone is very easy to play. It is not Fortnite. You cannot build your way through zones and outplay with crazy mechanics. If you're crossing anywhere in the open against a good player or a team, you're dead. It's fun to mess around with for sure, but it's not great for competing. So, you know, the map is basically a problem there. And, you know, with the private lobbies, why isn't there the option, for example, to play Mini Royale, which would make far more sense. There's more loot, it's a smaller space, and the games aren't going to take half an hour. You know, they take like 10 minutes max. So I think if people do want to see competitive Warzone, that's really the only way it's going to work. Yeah, I mean, that's the biggest thing, right? Infinity Ward has limited how many options that they have. But I think, you know, they did go into that launch saying it's a beta. Um, you know, they're just, you know, they're figuring this out. I, I know it's taken them a long time to make these private lobbies happen because it is a massive, you know, you have to get on your own server and stuff like that at play. So it did take them some time. Um, I, I think if Warzone Competitive continues to do really well, like it already is, I'm sure we'll see, you know, more rule sets and um, options and customization options in there that'll help competitive players. Yeah, but for now it's very bare bones and I get what Tommy and these pro players are saying. Yeah, Husk is another top Call of Duty Warzone player. He said, I don't think private matches with Warzone will ever work unless several things are banned, i.e. recon contracts, RPGs, a lot of equipment. And even then, I'm pretty sure most viewers would rather watch Kill Races slash 2v2 quads than a camp fest until Zone 5. Which again, I think do Mini Royale where it's such a smaller map from the beginning, that actually makes way more sense because you're pushing people together to fight quicker. There's not as much camping and it's so fast paced because the circle's moving so often. Okay, now we're going to go over to our main interview, which is with FaZe Blaze, um, one of the founding members of FaZe Clan, or one of the OG members anyway. Um, he's been playing Call of Duty for an incredibly long time, um, and with Warzone, it's really sparked his imagination back. He started streaming. He's just broke the Zombies World Record. Um, so I did an interview with him yesterday. Check it out. Joining me as this week's guest is FaZe Blaze. Blaze, you're sporting what looks like a fantastic moustache. Um, is 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 that something that you're doing for Movember, or is it something you've just been doing for a long time? You know what? Everybody thinks that I'm doing it for Movember, so I might as well say I am. But to be honest, no, I'm not. I, I, I started growing out my beard kind of at the beginning of this year. I had like a full face of hair, and it was, it was something new. I mean, I'm a young guy, and I've never really like let my facial hair grow out before. And then once I started letting it grow out, everybody started talking about it. Like, it was so weird to me. It was like nobody ever talked about what I looked like or, like, my appearance. All of a sudden, I got everybody talking about the hair on my face. And, and so I ended up shaving it all off. And then I just let the mustache grow out again. So, look, Blaze, you're one of, like, the – I mean, not saying the only members of FaZe at the moment, but you're one of the most high-profile people of FaZe that's playing Call of Duty at the moment. Now, everyone knows FaZe's history comes from the Call of Duty trickshotting scene. And yeah. for a period of time, especially the kind of OGs like you guys, a lot of you guys kind of almost, it seemed like you fell out of love with it. You would do another stuff, content like vlogs and, you know, yeah. every other type of thing. What made you come back to Call of Duty? What made you decide that like this, this is, this is for me? Um, I mean, first of all, you're a hundred percent on point. I think just about every big content creator in phase fell out of love with call of duty they just stopped posting call of duty content a couple years back when that was like the base of what we had built uh phase off of um you know but at the end of the day it's important to expand in, into different areas and and we did some good work with the blogs and, and fortnite came up and a lot of the people who were originally in into call of duty like got into fortnite one of my favorite examples to bring up is phase replays he joined phase on the same day as me 
Um, and he was a Call of Duty trick shotter, and then he completely transitioned into Fortnite. And now he's a competitive Fortnite streamer and gamer. And that happened with a couple of phase members, and even me. Like I, I really fell in love with Fortnite, even though I wasn't into making content as much. Yeah. It was my first battle royale, and I really, really, really loved it. And then, um, you know, I played all of the new CODs that came out over the years, but I was never inspired to like create content on it. All, even all the new multiplayer maps, like even all the new camos that came out with every game, like I never really like felt like, all right, this is something that I can enjoy enough to like sit down and stream or, or make videos about. Like I just, I didn't have that, that enthusiasm. And then when Warzone came out, it was like a, it was, I mean, I'm sure just about every person you, you talk to who's going to tell you about Warzone is going to tell you the same thing. That's freaking amazing. And that it, that it brought Call of Duty back. I mean, everybody knows that. But for me personally, it was a huge um it was it was a huge shift in my life when warzone came out because at the time i was playing a lot of random video games i was playing like league of legends like i played league of legends all of 2019 got to plat a platinum division and like literally like learned the whole game and like just grinded the out of it and i didn't have any video game that i like even though i was playing league even though i was playing Fortnite, i didn't have any game that i was really into when warzone came out it was like i felt like i was 16 again like playing video games i i felt so in love with the game and i'm still so in love with warzone it's like it's like um it um i don't know how to explain it really the best way to explain it is just i felt like i was 16 17 again playing warzone i mean i just felt like i felt like the the prime days of grinding phase um just felt like that's how it felt like when i was playing warzone it was just it was a it was a what really got me hyped about the game is how the community came together like mm. how there was basically, you know, a small Call of Duty community before Warzone came out. And then now there's a massive Call of Duty community because there's so many more creators and there's, there's, and, and, and that's really what drew me more into the game was all of the other people who were heavily invested into it. And yeah. it feels so good. It's such a good game. It's such a good engine. I love sniping. The sniping is excellent on it. Um, like there's so many good things about the game. The voice chat is so well done. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I don't know, I don't know. I can't put it into words, man. I wish I could. I've been trying to sit here trying to find the words, but it's just such <laughs> a good game. And I, I started playing it and I wasn't ever a streamer before Warzone came out, but I started getting into it. And one of my good friends who was playing with me every day at the time. He's like, yo, you're pretty good. You should stream it. I bet people would love to watch you like snipe this good or whatever. And I was like, to I was like, dude, no way. Like I, I like this. I, in my head, I wasn't really like that good. And, yeah. and I'm not claiming to be good or anything, but I didn't realize that I was good enough for people to like wanna come to my channel for the gameplay. Like I already knew that I could sit in front of a camera, play video games and entertain just like that. I just didn't know that people would wanna come just to watch the gameplay because they think I'm really good or anything like that. So that's what my homie told me. He was like, yo, people will appreciate your gameplay. You should stream it to Twitch. Call of Duty really inspired that. Like if Warzone wasn't a thing, I would not have started the streaming career. And now everything I do on this streaming career, whether it's another Call of Duty game or the next pop and video game, yeah. it all started because of Warzone for me. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's cool that, like, obviously Call of Duty gave you your, like, your first break back in the day. Mm -hmm. And yeah. now it's kind of, like, taking you on another, like, um, ascent, you know? With Warzone, sniping is obviously a huge part of it just because of the yeah. distance. Is yeah. that something that like is that part of the reason you think that it kind of worked for you as well because it's not like multiplayer where you're just constantly hitting like you know yeah. marge level snipes and it's just constant i don't know how he does it but like yeah 
do you think that that was part of it that, that you got able you were able to almost like do your old sniping ways but in a different yeah, way definitely i actually think the the sniper is the best primary weapon in the game on warzone i think it's better than any ar i think it's better than any smg um i think it just takes a little bit of practice um to, to figure out the play style because it's a different play style you don't you don't charge into buildings with a sniper um you don't you don't you know what i'm saying so um but in my personal opinion i think it's better than any any gun that you could use because it's just a one shot it's it's a one shot and if you know how to use it you can take out a whole team quicker than you can with an ar and 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 at further distance and and I love absolutely no love sniping. If you tune into one of my streams, I'm always sniping. I always have an, uh, a sniper as my primary, whether I'm in solos, duos, trios, or quads. Um, it's Which just load are you rocking at the moment? Um, right now, I rock Car 98 with an MP5 or an AS Val, or I'll switch around and go to an AR sometimes too. Like sometimes I'll rock Car 98 Kilo, Car 98 A Max. Recently, I've been rocking a Car 98 Growl too. I've just been rocking the Growl just because it's fun, but more than anything, I really like rocking the Car 98 because it's 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 the quick scope element. I'm a big solos player, yeah. And a lot of the kills that I get in solos are just straight up quick scopes, where it's like either you nail this headshot or you die or you go to the yeah. gulag. So like, I put myself in a lot of those situations just to practice, um, yeah. and I love that. And that's why I get most of my clips too. Like I have a TikTok page and. And most of my clips are exactly those situations where it's like a one-on-one or a 1v2 where I just like absolutely need to hit the headshot. And it's like usually a quick scope and it's just, it feels awesome. It's, it's sick. Look, you've been playing Warzone and then Cold War comes out. Firstly, what's your, uh, zombies aside, what do you think of the multiplayer aspect of it? Um, it's fun, bro. I mean, it's a, it's a fun game. I mean, if I'm going to keep it 100% honest with you, it feels like Black Ops 2 with a little bit of an like an upgrade um very small upgrade uh it does not feel as smooth as modern warfare in my personal opinion i think the modern warfare engine is better than the cold war engine um but bottom line whether it's better or not the game's super fun it looks super dope um other people are enjoying it um which is important i'm enjoying it i i i like playing multiplayer but i've never been like a multiplayer uh i mean not never but like since the since modern warfare dropped like multiplayer isn't keeping me coming back to the game like i played it and i had a lot of fun although i don't think there's enough maps in the game i think i think maps is a huge issue i think it would make multiplayer a lot more fun if we had some more maps for sure um but it's fun i mean it's a good game it's fun you can hop on with your homies and play it and 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 the camel grind's fun too i see a lot of people going for it um so i mean i'm not gonna say you're gonna hate on the game it was it was I see a lot of people giving the game and it's, it's, it just, it feels wrong to me because I, I just, I don't know how it was for sure, but from everything that I've heard, um, it seemed like Activision had a much shorter window to create this game as well as during a pandemic. And I feel like we take a lot of credit away from them even getting this game out in time as, as well as, you know, as good as it is. Um, so I think, I think it's awesome. As if you ask me to pick between the two, I'd still pick Modern Warfare just because the excitement level of Warzone is incredible. I'm hoping that that they can keep that hype going um, with the next Warzone map. Uh, but the game's fun, and dude, honestly, like zombies is literally like <laughs> it's like my favorite thing in the world right now. They murdered the zombies game. Like, they really, yeah. Well, I wanted I wanted to talk about zombies because you know there was a clip that went viral just last week um, where you were up to I think 164 or something like that, round 164, which obviously took a long time. Yeah, and the, game, and the game crashed. Now, 
wow. considering you seemed you seemed quite calm, but I mean, what was going through your head? Hey, man, you know what? You know what? When you grind for a very long time and when you're sitting on the screen for like seven, eight, nine hours, part of you is like, this has got to end. You know what I'm saying? This has got to end. <laughs> uh, you know, as good as it is, once you do get into that long grind, it like yeah. part of you trying to convince yourself to like get off, to do something. Um, you know what I'm saying? As much as I wanted to keep that record going, it was, it was definitely time for that to end. And it, it, you know, it ended. And when I, when it ended, I was, you know, part of me was like super upset that all these days of work kind of went away. Um, but one, we had already broken the record at the time. And two, I was just, I was just ready to get, go to sleep, man. I was just ready to go to sleep. <laughs> I was so tired, man. But you know what? We actually um, broke the record or no, we didn't. We broke our personal record yesterday and our game is paused at 230. So pending no crashes today, we're gonna to break the world record. Um, That's incredible. Yeah, we so what, put we put we put fourteen hours into this one game, so we got to put another like eight hours into it today. What What is it about zombies that you find so interesting? Because for so, me personally, and I don't want to upset the zombie fans out there, but no, it just doesn't. It's not because I'm not playing against someone else. I'm not. I don't enjoy it as much. Totally feel that. Totally feel that. So two things. One, the game delivers an incredible feeling of satisfaction um you know when you watch like a like a satisfying tiktok video and it's like yeah. somebody like cutting sand or something like that like that's how i feel about zombies just like ki killing zombies training zombies round after round using different guns like i get that same feeling of satisfaction and like and like calmness and i'm so locked in that i don't even realize like how quickly the time passes so one for streaming it's like a very good thing to stream not for everybody it's not everybody's cup of tea for sure my warzone fans are not happy that i'm streaming zombies every night because they're used to like unbelievable yeah. every 30 minutes because the warzone games are 30 minutes long and if i get to the end game every single game it's like holy shit, this is so exciting every single 30 minutes you know what i'm saying with zombies it's a little bit more dragged out. The moments don't happen every 30 minutes. The moments happen every few hours when there's like, when we almost go down or if we beat a record or, you know what I'm saying? Until then it's pretty much just chill. It's just, it's just, we're really literally just killing zombies. But something that I've noticed that I've really, really enjoyed about streaming zombies these past couple of weeks is the amount of chat interaction I'm doing while I'm playing zombies with yeah. Twitch. Um, because there's no enemy that I'm playing against because there's no brain that I have to outsmart. It's only AI a lot of the times I'll be like just doing the movements and not even like looking at the screen. I'll just be reading chat. Cause I'm so like into the zombies yeah. movement, exactly like how I'm running that I can read chat and communicate the entire way through while also doing my thing on zombies, which is not something that I can do on Warzone. And I've just noticed like my relationships building up with the viewers a lot more these past couple of weeks. Do you think that after this kind of like set of zombies, you think it's going to be like, you know, that that's going to be it for you once you kind of do this, record break and run do you think it's like yeah. do you th is there anything yeah. else to do with it you know I mean, all it's all like very the timing all works out very well like whether or not we finish this run today and break this record um today will probably be my last day playing zombies for a little while um you know i might i might hop back into it on a random day i, I would never say never but but the new war zone's coming out in nine days yeah. and if if that is good and if that brings a lot of hype um, and it's enjoyable and people are enjoying it and the community really comes together. I'll play it no matter what the viewership is. I don't, I don't, I don't, as long as I'm having fun, you know what I'm saying? Even if zombies was getting me more viewers, I would, I would still play Warzone because that's my main game. That's where my main, my main well, audience is. Well, what would you like, 
what would you like to see in that Warzone drop then? Because, you know, it's <sighs> it's obviously no. things have been things have felt the same for a long time now. Obviously, Cold War's come out, um, but what what can you what do you, what do you dislike at the moment about Warzone, and what would you like to see changed? Man, there's not really much that I dislike about the game besides like hackers. And I mean, that doesn't even like ruin the experience for me. It's more of a meme and like it's 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 something to get angry about. You know what I'm saying? Which <laughs> yeah. isn't, I, I ain't trying to bring out bad vibes, but like it's just kind of a part of it nowadays. And it's like if you get into a hacker with the game, everyone's like, oh, I have the hacker. Like, you know, you get a little bit of camaraderie, everybody ganging up against the hacker. So it's not even anything that ruins the game. Um, and I have gotten this question asked and stream a bunch of times too. And I never know what to respond. Like the, my first time answering this question, I was like, Oh, easy. Like new map, like new map would do this. But then I look at Fortnite, and I'm like, bro, like they put a new map into there and I would give anything to play the old map again. PUBG you know as well. They remember they brought out like the, those new maps. I don't know if you ever played it, but they also brought out new maps. And then it was like, Oh, get me back to the old map. I'd never played, but I heard exactly what happened there. So it seems like there's a very consistent trend with if you drop a new map, everyone's like going to be like, what the F? And like, you know, yeah. where's the old? So I don't know if that's the play, but you actually analyzed it very well. Warzone's been the same for quite some time. And it's, 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 I don't know if the community can, can, it's, it really doesn't come down to the community, but I don't know if the game can reach like that same peak that it had at the beginning of this year. Um, I mean, it just depends. I mean, the event, if they do a good job with the event, that's going to bring a ton of hype. Events always do. Like yeah. today, Nick had his highest viewer count ever playing Fortnite. Yeah. 220,000, something like that. So if they do a good event, it'll bring a bunch of hype, which which is good, and I think they will. Um, especially if it's like a nuke. If they nuke the map, that's going to be crazy. Yeah. Like, like I, think, I, think that'll, I think that'll bring a ton of hype. And then, I mean... I mean, Warzone is a good game, and I think the map is good, but I think they could actually make a better map. I think Warzone has an opportunity to do what no other game has been able to do successfully, which is integrate a new map and get their fan base to really mess with it and really enjoy yeah. it. So I think, I think if they did drop a new map and, you know, they, they, made, it, they made it feel right, they made it look right, they made it good to play – because the current map, as good as it is, I don't think you could ever play like a competitive custom lobby on this current map. Like a yeah. hundred player competitive custom tournament style game. I think it's too difficult. I think I think the map's too open. I think I think rotations would be nearly impossible. Um, I mean, it'd um, have to be if you did competitive. It'd have to be like mini royale, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would have to. It would have to be mini royale. Yeah, but that's why I'm thinking. Like, I, I feel like there is so much room for improvement on the map. Um, well, fine. That's I, is maybe I'm. Well, what, would you, what 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 points of interest would you delete? Exactly. I was literally about to follow that up. Like, there's so much to improve, but I don't know what I would improve. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> know. Well, what's yeah. what's your well what's your least favorite part of the map? Let's. Where's like when someone says let's drop there? You're like absolutely not. Most people say downtown. <laughs> I actually like downtown. Downtown's one of my favorite spots to drop. I'm always the one let's go downtown and my homies yeah. are like, nah. So I actually don't have a, a spot that I don't like. I like every spot. I love TV. I love the little neighborhood area down below. I Stadium, bro. Yeah, that's the easy one. Stadium. stadium. I, don't ever, <laughs> I don't ever drop stadium. I don't. Yeah, it's like, 
that's actually such a funny meme stadium it's like the first day it was like the coolest ever and then nobody goes there at all yeah, so it's but it's better than it was at least it's like that's a that's a that's that's what we can't have happen with the new warzone map have everybody be excited about it and then day one nobody use it because it's just not it you know what i'm saying yeah. so well i'm worried they're going to touch downtown because everyone says get rid of downtown but i think we keep it for now yeah okay i feel it, i feel it so look what we're going to do is we're going to ask some like quick questions to kind of round this out um, yeah cool but it's like if you can give like a little bit of an explanation of um what of the answer. So let's we've already kind of answered it there, but I'll ask it anyway. Favorite Warzone drop. Favorite Warzone drop. Train station. Oh, rogue. Okay. Yeah. And worst worst drop. But I mean, you don't really know. Um. Stadium, uh, probably stadium. Yeah. Worst drop definitely stadium. Yeah. Um. Favorite thing about Warzone? Sniper. Favorite thing what's, about Warzone? Sniper. What's the most frustrating thing about Warzone, apart from hackers? Most frustrating thing about Warzone? Juggernauts. Yes. Hate the juggernauts. Yeah. Um, if you could have any weapon from any Call of Duty come back to Warzone, what would it be? Or come to Warzone, should I say? Um, either the DSR from Black Ops 2... Or the intervention from MW two. No. Which which map would you like to see incorporated into Warzone? All of the Black Ops two maps in one Warzone map. <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. Um, what? Um, who is your favorite Call of Duty streamer to watch? Wow, I've never been asked that question before. My favorite Call of Duty streamer to watch. Um. The one that I've, the one that I watch that like always impresses me whenever I tune into stream is Joe Wo. He's he's awesome and he's he's a really excellent energy and and I there's a lot of good players on the platform but just for some reason every time I pop into his stream like he's always doing something crazy. So what I've witnessed with my own eyes, he is like mad impressive. Um, but from an entertainment perspective. I'd say my favorite streamer's got to be Nick, man. I mean, Nick is just such a good dude, and and he has so much game that he gives out to his his audience, and yeah, like he's just a, he's his energy's infectious. He's he's the man. I feel like most people say Nick Mercu. If you could get one OG Face Clan member to be as invested in Warzone as you are, and stream as much as you are, who would it be? Phase Rain, hundred yeah. percent. 100%. Norton, 100%. Norton is, uh, in my opinion, the single uh, funniest, most hardworking social media personality that I've ever met in my entire life during his prime. He yeah. was like the most goaded YouTuber, streamer, like just person to put in front of a camera that you could ever, ever imagine. I've been FaceTiming him and he's, 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 he's just, he's going through it. He's, he's, yeah. you know, he's, I'm not going to speak on what he's got going on because that's not my place, but he's, you know, he's, he's recovering and, and it, it, it may take, take time, but he's good mentally. I mean, when I hop on calls with him, he's just like, he's just like joking the whole time. Like he's yeah. smiling the whole time and he's just laughing the whole time, which shows me that like the, the Norton that I know and love is like in there, but he's, 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 you know, it's, it's recovery. Well, we'll finish on a question we ask everybody. Um, okay. What is your favorite sandwich? That's a very 
interesting question for Call of Duty interview to end on. <laughs> my, my favorite sandwich is a Jersey Mike's giant sub with provolone cheese, ham, lettuce, tomato, salt, pepper, and a little bit of mayonnaise. All right. Well, Faze Blaze, it's been a pleasure to have you on the show. Um, where can people find you if they, want, if, they already, if they don't know where you are already, which I find surprising, where would they find I, you? I have a lot of social medias, but if you really want to see what I'm like, come to one of my Twitch streams. I stream every night to Twitch. Twitch.tv backslash FazeBlaze. Yeah. Awesome. Well, look, appreciate you taking the time out and thanks for being on the show. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate you. Dude. Thanks to FazeBlaze for coming on the show. That was amazing. Um, if you have any requests for guests, please hit us up on Twitter at Charlie Intel, at Certo Intel, or either of our personal Twitters. We'd love to hear who you want on the show. And we're trying to get the biggest and best content creators out there, especially in the Call of Duty world. Um, so please let us know who you want to see. And of course, any questions you have for them. To finish out the show, we're going to discuss something a little bit more lighthearted. And that is ranking Nuketown. So the latest Nuketown's just come out. Kesha, have you said yourself you've been playing it? Um, I've played a couple of maps on it, but I've not, not played a huge amount. Um, so on Dessert, we actually released a ranked list of Nuketown maps across the years um so i don't know if you have any thoughts on the the order but in number five we had nuketown 84 which is the latest one in number four we had nuketown from 2018 in third we had nuketown from black ops 3 in second nuketown from the original black ops and in number one nuketown 2025 from black ops 2 any any beef with the order keshav anything that you'd change around yeah, I'd switch number one and three around. I think the Black Ops 3 version, the futuristic one with all those things flying in the air was really, really cool and different that we've never seen before. So I'd just switch out number three to make no, Black Ops 3 the first and then Black Ops 2 the second. But uh, Black Ops 2 the third. And I think this list is great. Um, you know, Nuketown is Nuketown at the end of the day. Just the visual aspect changes every year with the Treyarch game. But yeah, Black Ops 3, I think, still has the best Nuketown overall. Yeah, it was definitely, it's definitely the, visually the most striking change. Um, and I know in this, this recent one, people do like it. Um, it's obviously got a lot of color. There's a lot of graffiti. It's a bit grungy. Um, we've not really seen that before. I, I'm surprised. I don't think the 2018 version with the snow and everything, that wasn't personally one of my favorites. Um, it's just too, I think it just strayed away too much from, you know, visually what you expect from Newtown. Yeah, the, the 84, I think, would probably be better than the, Black Ops 4 one, you know, because the snow just threw the map off and the visual just seemed really weird when you played it too. It didn't feel like Newtown when you were playing it. Well, lots of debate. So we're going to be asking more of these kind of questions across both the Charlie Intel Twitter and the DeSoto Intel Twitter. And hopefully we'll include more of those in the show in the future. Um, Keshav, really appreciate you taking the time out once again to discuss everything in the Call of Duty world. We will be back again next Friday and um, hopefully we'll have more news in next week's episode about what's going to be included in the December 10th major update, which will see Cold War and Warzone properly connected together. Um, so Keshav, do you want to finish on anything? Any final words? Uh, I just say turn on notifications as we get into season one on Charlie Intel Twitter. A lot of cool announcements and content coming and we can't wait to show it all to everybody. Yep. So if you want to drop us any messages, any feedback, more than happy to read through that and hopefully make some changes based on what you guys are thinking. Um, that's all for now in this episode of the Charlie Intel podcast. My name is Mike Kent. That's been Keshav, but thanks very much.